every day, over 350,000 new variations of malware hit the web. And while most organizations have attempted to mitigate these attacks, many antivirus and firewall technologies that worked in the past are no longer effective. Rocket IT helps you identify and update outdated technologies and processes that put your business at risk. To learn more about how Rocket IT can help protect your organization, click the link in this episode's description. Hi, everyone. I'm Colleen Frangos, Rocket IT's Community Relationship Coordinator, and welcome to another great conversation on Thrive.net. For those who don't know, as a community-focused video series that Rocket IT has created during 2020, this very uh, interesting season of pandemic shift from uh, a very in-person, uh, in-the-office environment to all things remote, including this fabulous conversation we're going to have today via Zoom with two of my teammates at Rocket IT. So we're switching it up yet again. A lot of fun. Uh, so I want to go ahead and introduce the guys that are joining me. I've, I've got Eric Henderson, who is our VP of technology and the virtual chief information officer for many of our clients. And I also have Patrick Richard, who is our service manager. So thanks for joining me. I'm so glad that you're here today. I think we want to really focus in on cybersecurity. Uh, for those who don't know, October is National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. And what better than a fabulous IT company like ourselves to shed a little light on some of the issues that really uh, need to be shared. So, Eric, All let's right. talk. Let's, let's, yeah. let's have a conversation. So uh, we were talking briefly about how long Cybersecurity Awareness Month has uh, been around. Right. And it's real surprising in, in our industry. In our industry, disruption and change is kind of the normal, as mm -hmm. in, you know, every industry has some form of disruption, but IT seems to have it at just the highest rate. And mm -hmm. the style of these attacks have that led to the creation of this month have shifted wildly since inception. Um, mm -hmm. it, you mentioned earlier it started in 2003. Yes. I guess would be that that generally was around identity theft, and somewhere around 2012-2013, an uh, enterprising, I assume, young man figured out that if, uh, if I log on to someone's computer and I encrypt all the files and I'm the only one that has the key, then I can get them to pay $300 in cryptocurrency or $400. And so that was not the first time someone had done that type of attack, but it, mm -hmm. the automation involved in it made it completely different. And so... There's been a progression from 2012, 2013, all the way until 2020. Uh, I saw a report that said that there were the same number of attacks in the first half of 2020 than there were in all of 2019. So, Great. yeah, that puts us <laughs> uh, on scale for about twice as much attacking in 2020 versus 2019. And I think the question I get most often is, mm -hmm. why is this happening? What why would people go to all this trouble? Like, how are these attacks still successful? And what yeah. we've seen in 2020, and this is really what I want to talk about today, is that it went from just trying to encrypt or destroy your data to stealing your data and then threatening it to release it on the internet and make it easily searchable. So if you know the names of some recent attacks, which I'm not going to 
further out these people that have had these attacks happen to them. Uh, if you Google their the city name or the organization name and then the name of the ransomware that hit them, you'll see a full listing of all their files just sitting out there on the internet. And so, it's so sad. Uh, you know, Patrick, if you could you could speak to how it's like a business for them, I think that'd be really interesting to kind of explore for a couple minutes. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why it exploded uh, from 2012 to 2020. I mean, this is something that Eric's touched on a number of occasions that uh, as soon as you could monetize the value of it and cryptocurrency is a big way to do so, uh, it, it became a business because it was something that very few people could do, uh, which, which you didn't see many attacks because there were so few people. But now these mm -hmm. few people that can create these type of attacks have been able to sell. So mm -hmm. someone like you, me, or Eric, or anybody off the street that wants to get their hands on something like this can go buy it. And then they have the rights to use it on other organizations, which has exploded the amount of, of attacks that you're seeing, which is why I think that's a huge part into why that you have as many attacks as you've seen in the market. Wow. Yeah, so by, by stealing the data, Mm -hmm. They have essentially doubled their revenue opportunity. So if I broke into your company and I locked all your files and I stole all your files, what they currently do, and I've seen the messages that say this, is they say, if you want to unlock all the files, pay this amount of money. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want us to release them, pay this amount of money. We'll delete all your files and not release them on the internet if you pay this second amount of money. So most companies have kind of adapted to this. They figured out, oh, I need a backup. I need to be able to restore it. I need someone I can trust. I need an offsite backup. I need a plan. Right. That's all great. You're protected over here. But if they steal a copy of it, well, it's too late. I mean, if you're they exposed. have a copy of it, you're not going to prevent them from doing something with that unless you pay them. Never mind the fact that there's no guarantee that even if you pay them that they will delete all the data and not actually release it. Um, that just blows my mind. It's, I, I want to call it sophisticated, but at the same time, it's just so dirty. <laughs> I hate it. It's a no, little I mean, bit of both. Yeah. It, it's brilliant. If it wasn't so evil, it would be something worthy of a Nobel Prize or something along those lines. It is yeah. some of the most sophisticated extortion at a wide scale that the world's ever really seen. Um, mm -mm. And as Patrick mentioned, you know, I really like, viewing it as a business. They mm -hmm. have a set of tools, the same as people use MailChimp, HubSpot, SendGrid, you know, Constant Contact. They have their own set of tools. Their tool yeah. send phishing emails. They bring up web pages of what to do with those phishing emails once you click on them, what to do with the computers once you get in. They have a team of experts uh, that mm -hmm. can break into all these computers and do whatever they need to do once they're in there. It's no different than a business. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if many of them have a full chart of accounts. They have profit and loss statement, balance sheet, cash flow statement, et cetera. Shareholders, I mean. In their you know, eyes, it's, yeah. It's, it's just doing work. I mean, you know, go to the job every day, extort some people, no big deal. Got their MBA, you know, they're putting it into practice. There you go. I mean. Sure. <laughs> those principles still work, even if you're a criminal. I mean. So upsetting. Yeah. Yeah, I would even say phishing attacks are the probably the biggest way that uh, infiltrations happen, or at least the higher percentage of them, uh, because they've mm -hmm. become so sophisticated in the way that they look, whether it's mm. a change of password on your Microsoft account or 
something that is coming from HR that, and it all looks legitimate. People just click on it. And from there, they type in their password and then all of a sudden, boom, easy access to your systems. Individuals are very trusting, <laughs> right? It's so sad. Got to think oh, twice. It's our best quality to be trusting of somebody coming up on the street. I mean, the example I use is that if I looked at one of these windows and said, oh my gosh, in the forest behind my house, there's an elephant. Even if you it's so cute. Me, you'd have no reason to doubt me that I was trying to like pull one over on you. I mean, it is possible there's an elephant back there. Like sure. my neighbors are exotic animal raisers, you know, like there's an elephant king back there. You don't know, like it's possible. <laughs> yes, yes. Can't wait to, can't wait to meet your neighbors. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Let's go, I'm on my way. I mean, on, on a much smaller scale, I have email, I get emails that are, that are telling me that my Netflix account has been hacked. Mm. And it looks just like it came from Netflix. The only reason that it was easy for me to tell is, is because my Netflix, our Netflix account isn't tied to my email, it's tied to Amelia. So it's super okay. easy. Red flag. Yeah, it's red, super red flag. But just looking at it, I've looked at it and analyzed it, and it just it looks just like it came from Netflix. And to somebody else that wouldn't know, I could see them clicking on that and then you know, somebody has access to their Netflix account, which isn't all that bad because you can call Netflix and get that taken care of. But you can do it on such a small scale like that. It's, it's much, it's honestly, it's just as easy to do it on a large scale because they just tailor their emails to look different. Right. Yeah. In that type of attack, they're looking to sell your account off for people looking for cheap ways to, uh, you know, hitch on to someone else's Netflix account to get access for a long period of time. Or they're trying to get your password and hope that you use the same password for your email, Bank mm -hmm. of America, Wells Fargo, SunTrust, et cetera. Right. Um, right. Kind of, you know, moving towards uh, something a little more actionable. Mm -hmm. uh, I think when we talk about phishing emails, particularly people that, you know, are in the know would think, oh, I'd never click a phishing email. And yeah, there's certainly a segment of the population that just seems to more often click phishing emails. But I've seen... Some of the most sophisticated technical people I've, <clears throat> I've ever met click phishing mm -hmm. emails because they were expecting an email from a given source that's similar to what they actually received. And yeah. it's enough to make them think it's the same thing, especially on their phone. And so, you know, there's this constant cry in our industry of saying, be more vi vigilant around this, you know, show yes. a high level of diligence. And that applies all the way up and down. I mean, it applies yeah. deeply within our organization for individuals, for business owners, for managers, for employees, for children, for just anywhere, anyone that receives email and has any sort of secure accounts. So yeah, this month's just a good reminder to keep in mind that the threat's still there. It's bigger than it was the last time you thought about it, even if it wasn't very long ago that you thought about it. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that's interesting. And um, just somebody who is non-technical like myself, I, I always, you know, you get a little worried. I mean, you, you hear this information and there is a little bit of that fear factor that's that's brought out, you know, to your attention. And, you know, you, you don't want to live in fear, obviously, but you want to have a greater understanding for what those potential hazards are and how to look for them. And to Patrick's point earlier, the level of sophistication that, you know, they have built in now with these phishing emails, it is very difficult to, to really be able to spot it. And I, I just think, you know, for the benefit of people who maybe are more like me than like y'all, I mean, what, what are we looking for now with these emails? Go ahead, Patrick. 
Um, when you say looking for like, what are some red flags that you can look for to know that it's. Yeah. I mean, it's not obvious anymore. Right. I mean, you really, I mean, stay vigilant obviously, but like Eric said, I mean, you may be expecting something from a specific source and how do you, how do you tell? So one of the biggest ways that I tell people to look is typically there is a link embedded. It'll say something like, Hey, click here. You know, and it'll it'll take you to the site to change your password. Or yeah. Whatever whatever the email is looking for you to do. Yeah. You hover over that link. Mm-hmm. It'll actually show you what the embedded link is that it's sending you to, and from mm-hmm. there you can tell that it's that it is okay. This is probably a red flag because it's some random. It's typically some random alphanumeric uh, mm-hmm. link that it's sending okay. you to that you can tell. Okay, this is I know that this is a Microsoft or I know it's not Netflix or I yeah. You know, I know I know this isn't Dropbox because it's it's sending you to an unknown link. And, and by hovering, gotcha. just taking your mouse and hovering over it, you'll be able to you'll see know. where it's actually sending you. That makes sense. That's good. That's good advice. I like it. Well, guys, I think we've had a great conversation today. I, I would ask you if there's any advice that you can give, whether it's a business, a business leader, uh, or just your average Joe. Uh, what, what do you think the takeaway from today is? Uh, I would say we didn't talk about it much, but the uh, kind of the slogan I've adopted is that if you have an account and you care about what that what is secured in that account, yeah, if you don't have two factor authentication set up, then you're telling the world you don't actually care about it. So mm-hmm. bank account, personal email, any sort of shopping, any sort of account with. Uh, confidential information, mm-hmm. you don't have two-factor authentication set up, that would be a great goal for the month of October to get set up for you. Love it. Love it. And I'm sure we've got Absolutely. some resources that we can share. So I'll make sure that we add yeah. a link. So that's awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you for your All time right. today. Thanks for joining us on Thrive Gwinnett, everybody. And until next time, stay vigilant. There you go. <laughs> right. Thanks. Thanks.